So could you just start by telling people who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Demi Bang. I am a blogger and influencer based in Arizona. And my blog primarily focuses on beauty, college, career, lifestyle and travel and recently I've been talking a lot about my cat so maybe I'll <laughs> brand myself as a cat mom blogger eventually but it seems like it'll it'll be going down that road <laughs> big fan big fan um when you started the blog was there like because you mean you mentioned just a couple of different sections of it right so when you started it was there one idea originally that you're like this is what I wanted to do so yeah so I started my blog in 2016 it was during my first year in college and I was you know kind of like a freelance model I was signed with an agency but was a non-exclusive um Mm. contract and this was way before Instagram had the whole carousel posting and I really wanted a platform of my own so and also I wanted to post numerous photos from like a from a photo shoot without like spamming my Instagram So I created my blog with the intention of just having it as like a photo dump, you know, talking about my, my work with uh, photographers, makeup artists, you know, mostly modeling things. Um, That's pretty much how it started. And then I wanted to branch off into doing college stuff, you know, how to not fail a class in college, um, save money during college. So it kind of geared towards that for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And then now, you know, since I, I graduated from ASU back in May of 2020. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I really had to kind of re- reshift and, you know, reprioritize what my topics and what my niche was for my blog. But when it first started, it was definitely kind of like a photo dump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you were doing modeling around that time, would you say it's like a lot of like commercial or... Right. So I did several commercial. I So when I first started modeling, it was in Tucson and they had like oh, local, really? yeah, they had local runways. So I would participate in that. But then I feel like, you know, it was more for like fun, volunteer, like a hobby kind of thing. I wasn't really mm. getting paid. Um, I did have like a few gigs, but it wasn't anything, you know, crazy. And I think I just saw more potential in blogging, um, and being an influencer rather than modeling. And I think over time, I kind of just got bored with modeling because I felt like a lot of, you know, I really like doing like creative shoots, like, yeah. like crazy ones um, and having multiple people collaborate. And then I think over time, um, it just kind of felt like everything was the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So I, I did like some commercial, that's where yeah. it then all the creative ones was more for like for fun okay yeah yeah I mean that makes sense and I could see that how it could easily feel like doing because like even you know um yeah it, it could easily fall into that category and then uh so you do you like the writing side of blog is that really what pulls you into it or right so when I first it was kind of crazy because I had the idea of making a blog for probably a year before I even made yeah. a blog and English was never my best subject. Like English <laughs> wasn't my first language. I struggled a lot. Um, really? in, yeah. In high school, I did poorly in my English classes. And I remember in one of my, it was history, uh, my U.S. history class. 
I think one of the it was like a short answer question. So you have to write like an essay, like like three paragraphs on yeah. whatever it was. And I guess my grammar was so bad that my U.S. history teacher docked a point for for bad like grammar. <laughs> I was feeling so discouraged and and. I don't know. I, I would talk to um, my friends about saying, you know, I want to start a blog, but I'm so insecure about my writing and my English in general that I just, you know, don't want to do it. And I guess, you know, they said, just, just do it. You don't learn if you don't try kind of a thing. Yeah. So um, nowadays, I feel like sometimes I go through moods where I feel very confident in my writing. And then sometimes I'll feel, you know, not very confident in my writing. So, but I think it's, it's a learn learning process. Um, I definitely yeah. enjoy learning it and then seeing, you know, improvements because sometimes I'll read blogs from years ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what was I thinking writing about this? Um, but yeah, I mean, the writing definitely is something that I want to improve on, which is why I want to practice more, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the perfect way to do it. You know, I, I went to school for creative writing, so, uh, I love writing, uh, you know, I write comedy all the time. So that's like normally what everything's like script writing for or blogs or anything is very much comedy driven, but also at the same time, when I was in college, I was doing like ghost writing and I was like ghost writing, like eBooks for people. And I always liked that because I would, uh, I would find, um, like projects that I almost knew nothing about. And then I would do like this deep dive research and then write like a whole ebook about it as if I'm some kind of expert about it, I guess. But, um, you know, it's, I, that's, it was like practice, you know, and it was just getting better at it. And now, you know, now I've been writing comedy for 12 years. So it's just like, that's so much writing and practice, but ex I feel the same way of like, uh, I forget sometimes that I've written for so long, but, and I have the ups and downs of uh, not feeling great about it or feeling like I know what I'm doing, but all it is, is just practice. It's not always, even when I was in college, it was like the classes were like, read this book and write this paper, you know, like that's, it wasn't like really like, let me teach you these like secrets, tips or anything. It was very much just like, just do it a lot. <laughs> Right. Now that you've been doing it for a while now, where, where do you see it like growing this year? Like what's your goals for your blog this year? Right. So for my, my, I mean, I have my goals that would probably be, you know, we're focused on growing my blog more rather than like Instagram and other social media platforms. Yeah. Just my blog is kind of, you know, my platform that I own. Um, and then, you know, growing my audience, writing more consistently like publishing more blog posts on a consistent basis and then also working with you know local businesses um, I definitely want to highlight more local Arizona businesses on my blog rather than kind of you know the bigger companies yeah. but um, yeah definitely kind of you know networking with other people in the in the community that's something that I'm hoping to do more yeah, that's that's like what I know about you is like every time I like you come up on my Instagram feed or anything like that, you're like always with like a new local business, like like they're hanging out or just kind of like promoting them truly. And uh, that's what I really liked. And I was like, I have to have her on the show because she she seems to really care about like local and not trying to get like these like crazy bigger brand deals that are 
not always like related. And, you know, like that's me personally with my own Instagram is like, if I get hit up by like a company that's like not relatable, but like versus like a local coffee shop or something, I'm like, yeah, I would rather work with them. Yeah. And I feel like with local businesses, it's a lot easier to kind of form a relationship and, and it's just nicer to know people, you know, who, who's like, where can I go for a service, you know, in the Valley rather than working with big companies. And it's like, you don't really get to form that relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. You can be just a a number of an influencer, you know, they're working with thousands of them and you're just whatever, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like all the companies I've worked with, like locally on stuff like that, it's like, I'm like, Oh, that's David. And I know David personally. And it's, you know, he's, he's liking my posts from his personal account being like, this is great. You know? So I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, So you're going to continue with blogging. And then you, like you, you said, maybe, push away from social media is that how you you feel about it like you're just like let me focus on this or okay. well, I think with social media I mean especially with like the political climate right now and I don't want to go too much <laughs> yeah it's just a little bit I guess like unpredictable um so many social media platforms are popping up and it's just so mm. hard to you know stay like keep up with everything you know every like I feel like every week there's like a new platform coming out and yeah. Why do I invest time? Do I invest effort into, you know, kind of making a profile on this account or on this platform and then, you know, finding people on it. So it's just, it's just harder, in my opinion, um, at least for me, but yeah, definitely I want to grow my blog and I still want to put effort in on their social media platforms, but just not as much um, because I feel like, you know, one day these social media platforms were to disappear like what do I have right yeah yeah I had that happen once I had my Instagram hacked and I lost it and uh, it was just I woke up one morning and I no longer had an Instagram and that was like a big wake-up call where I was like oh I should be growing my email list or like working on my personal website you know and that's like my goal in 2020, one of them was to like really have a custom built website so I, I, I did that for the podcast finally and, uh, but that's exa- exactly it. It's like, I woke up one day and all my connections, everything I've worked so hard on, on Instagram, just gone, you know, until I got it back like later that day. But I was just like, that's what a scary moment to just be like, yep, just everything to end. And I feel like, and I, I don't even know what I would do if that, you know, <laughs> happened to me. I think I would just like cry and like, yeah. I don't even know what I would do. I didn't want to think about it. It's just so scary. And, and I, I had a friend who, um yeah she lost her Instagram account luckily she got it back but it was like a week later when she got it back and I don't know it's just it's it's just so scary to think about yeah yeah exactly and then another thing that I want to talk to you about was uh that you you are into golf and I see you posting about golfing and uh I'm always I'm always curious of like how did you get into it how long you've been golfing like all that Uh Okay, so I got into golfing because my boyfriend, he pretty much his whole entire life played golf. Um, he played D1 golf for his college, and he, he tried going pro for um, some time after college, too. And so golf is pretty much his whole life. And, and at first, you know, I was like, okay, that seems kind of boring. Like, golf is so boring, you know? And I think that um, he took me out to go play around. And, you know, I didn't think much of it, but I just wanted 
um, kind of do, I, I just wanted to learn the sport so mm-hmm. that I can actually like understand because sometimes, you know, he'll get excited after like around golf and he'll tell me all these things and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know, and so I decided to take weekly golf lessons. And at first, you know, I, I kind of dreaded going to these golf lessons. Yeah. I was like, am I doing this? Like, I don't even care. I'm just doing this so I can learn the lingo and understand <laughs> how it is. And then I started making friends who played golf too, which I think was like a huge, huge, you know, reason why I really enjoy it now. Because at mm-hmm. first, I was just by myself. Like, I couldn't really play like a round of golf because it's just myself. And then my boyfriend, he's like, you know, really good. And I'm a newbie. So right. I'm like, you know, there was just some, it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard to be that person. I'm, I'm that person in my group of friends. They've been playing their whole lives. And right. then I'm like, I, I don't, don't invite me. Don't bring right. me because right. I, I will hold you back so bad. <laughs> and then, so, yeah. And I made friends um, who, you know, plays golf too. And, and they're like, kind of like on my level or, or better than me. So it's, mm. Just nice having you know a group of friends and to be able to go out and play around the golf instead of like you know grabbing lunch which there's nothing wrong with grabbing lunch but I feel like it's just more fun um so I've been taking weekly golf lessons for a little over a year now and but I haven't I've been like actually getting into golf probably the last three months, I would say. Yeah. Okay. So there was just that pivot of like the friendships and kind of building yeah. the community. And then, um, so like, also I feel like, uh, if I got better at like actually swinging and being able to make it to the hole at some point, I feel like I'd maybe feel accomplished with what I did, you know? <laughs> well, it's so like, it's so frustrating. Like, the, like golf is so frustrating because sometimes I don't make contact with the ball or sometimes I'll hit it and then it'll like goes like, I don't know, to the left or to the right, like, like nowhere where I wanted to go, where I want it to go. But then once you get that, like one good shot, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do it again to get that like good shot again, kind of a thing. Yeah. Just that dopamine over you yeah. just immediately. Yeah. You're like, this is the greatest. And right now I'm crushing it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I've only, cause I get those like every once in a while, I've, I've gone golfing a handful of times mm-hmm. and, uh, it, every once in a while, you know, you hit something, you just hit it perfectly just by accident for me. And uh, just that moment of excitement. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, same. I think one time I went, um, I went to this hole and it was like a 131 yard hole. And then so I just hit it, like randomly hit it with a hybrid and then got on the green. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's on the green. I don't know how it, it got there, but it got there, you know? But I made a, I made a par, but (laughs) I want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only thing I, I, as a kid ever enjoyed about golf cart was just the carts, you know, that was the only thing I cared about, but (laughs) now I'm getting older. Like I have so many friends that golf and then, and now there's like, uh, I don't know if you know the comedian Nate Bargatze, but he's like a very, he's a very famous comic. He's got Netflix specials, very funny dude. But like he's on, you'll hear him on podcasts talking about how he's got sponsorships with like golf companies because he's like so into it and they make custom clubs or whatever for him. And, uh, and he loves, like, he loves because, you know, as comedians, we do so much traveling. So he loves being able to go and play all these different courses. And I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds like a fun thing. Cause then when I tour, I'm always trying to find something that's like exciting for me to do in other cities besides just be in the hotel room and watch Netflix, you know? 
And for me, it's always been coffee. I've always been like in the specialty coffee world and I love coffee so much. So I'll go visit coffee shops, but you know, you drink a couple of those in a day and then you're done. You know, you need, <laughs> I need like an activity. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like a round of golf can sometimes take like, I don't know, three or four hours and take up. Yeah. Like- Do you have people or like that you really look up to that are in that, those type of roles or? Um, like in the blogging world? Yeah, yeah, like in the blogging world. <laughs> I do, but I'm so nervous to talk about her because because I feel like she can either think I'm like like sweet or just in, insanely creepy. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I'm like I don't know, but um, but I think I've I've expressed this to her that she's like definitely one of my favorite bloggers mm. uh, ever. But her name is Di- Diana Elizabeth, and <laughs> she's she's here in Phoenix. Um, but, oh, okay. She's great. Like I love her style. Like the way she dresses is very classy, and you know I just love her style. And then I love her um, the way like her writing, and like I love her blog. Um, but yeah, I'm like a little fangirl, and and I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's definitely like I do look up to her a lot. Like she's she's great. Yeah, yeah. So the style and do you. How long have you been like a fan of her and like what got you into like what she's doing? Right. So I think so I've known of her for probably I want to say for about four or five years now. Okay. Uh, And then uh, I've seen her a couple of times at like influencer media events. Mm -hmm. Um, Never. I don't think I really actually talked to her, Um, but it wasn't until I think I was I was watching her Instagram story and then she talked about kind of her broken engagement. Um, Like, yeah, she had a, like her engagement got called off like three weeks before the wedding. And I remember reading that blog post and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so like wrong. There's so much emotions. And, and I've never experienced anything like that, you know, but reading her blog post about it, like it just broke my heart from the way. So I remember I, and that's when I think that's when I kind of like watch her even more like on social media and then um I posted about like going through a heart like a a breakup or something like that I went through a breakup posted on Instagram kind of just like airing out my dirty life I shouldn't be doing but and (laughs) and then she reached out like a week later saying hey I've been thinking you know a lot about you like how are you taking yeah 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 and I remember thinking like wow like I don't think anyone ever like pays attention to me. So just like getting that message, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, that like really, like you really touched my heart kind of thing. And we got lunch. Um, and then, so I think that's when I started like really like admiring her. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I love when you can find someone that's, uh, you know, ahead of you, like in comedy, I'm always like trying to, like you always think of like someone that's slightly ahead of where you're trying to go and then like guiding yourself to find that direction. And yeah. that's, that's wonderful that you have someone even in, in the same city as you. That's amazing. That's right. yeah. And uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, uh, it reminds me of like when I started doing stand up and I would try to write jokes and like I hadn't, I was so young that I didn't have like life experiences to talk about, you know, oh. so I'd be like watching these people that were they're like talking about their, their marriage or their first, you know, their first marriage or whatever it could be. And I was just like, you know, I'm just like, so my dog, you know, like I have nothing, I have nothing to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool that it's like, you can, you can kind of glean some uh, understanding of like where to head with that. Yeah. Outside of uh, blogging and golf, uh, like what have you been doing with your time like lately? Right. So I, um, since quarantine, I mean, not like a lot, I would say, um, but I do volunteer with the Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Are you familiar with the organization? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I recently, I picked that up, but started volunteering right when like the pandemic, pandemic was happening so it was kind of like perfect timing because you know everything's like closed down but then like I kind of made you know made a new friend like got a little sister which is great because like we were facetiming and zoom and all that so pretty much in my free time um I we do like outings with my little sister um it's really fun and then I think yeah and then before the pandemic I used to volunteer with this uh, group called Skate After School where they bring skateboards equipment to schools and kind of um, oh, that's so cool yeah yeah it's really great and then they I think they were at like eight schools before the you know pandemic hit but it was really fun um yeah, you yeah to- like what did you do with them um I mean I I wasn't really good with skateboarding like I could <laughs> half ollie kind of a thing a hit or miss so you know I would just kind of talk to the students and you know help them with their like you know riding a skateboard and um yeah yeah so they had like they had people teaching the skating to these kids um so no it wasn't really like teaching it was kind of like an extracurricular activity for for the kids to do like after school okay Um, yeah so we would all like one of the schools that I help or one of the schools that the organization was at, we had like an indoor gym that allowed skateboarding. So we would just like have cones and then we would like skate in a big circle or mm. we would de- dedicate some section to like going up and down like a, like a simple ramp and then other section where people can practice um, doing like other tricks and you would have like mats too so that they can practice tricks on the mat and then like the skateboard wouldn't like roll away. Yeah. So, so some of these kids, they were already like into skating and they've like obviously been doing it in their free time. Yeah. So some of the kids um, are, you know, we get some kids that are like completely new, just, you know, wanting to do something after school. And then you have kids who are like love skateboarding. So it really like ranges in terms of like experience level. Um, But it was always like great to see kids, you know, at the beginning, at the beginning of the school year who are like super shy, you know, like just just didn't want to talk to anyone. And then at the end of the school year, they're like killing it with all these like skills that they learn. And they're always like, you know, talking and it's just like great to see that development over the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great like support system. And like the older I get, the more I realize that it's like those type of support systems that are like so important to like making friends and stuff. Cause I, I was such an introvert when I was a child, you know? So it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't hanging around a bunch of people, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's important. So um, are they, are they still doing that now? Or is it? No, no, not the skate after school. They put a pause on it just because the, you know, schools were remote. Um, Mm. So they were giving out skateboards for a while. I think they are still doing it now. If you have like a kid under, I think there's like an age limit. Like if you have a kid under 15 or 16, um, you can like pick up a skateboard. Um, But yeah, it's really great. 
Yeah. Do you feel like there's a big connection with like influencers and bloggers and stuff and like having like a good support system here for that? Are we like cultivating that or? Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, the influencer and blogging community is great. They're all like, I know like several that I would say I'm really good friends with. Um, I don't know. I've I've met like a lot of great people through my blog and through social media, um, through the influencer industry and it's great like I I know a lot of people are friends with each other and I don't know I think it's great it's definitely more of a community than competition um Mm. just because I feel like we all offer such different things that there's really no true competition yeah yeah that's that's good I um I always wondered about that because like I'm not on the blogging side of things, but like, I, I like the weird thing is like, I, I, I feel like with podcasting and stuff, we kind of get into certain areas that are very similar and, but different, different, different circles of people. Like, where do you see any, do you see any change happening lately with that or with everything that's happening or with blogging? Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's getting a little bit harder to at least for me I think um I feel like for me it's it's harder to kind of sometimes I get frustrated with like Instagram and like you know making sure that I get a certain amount of likes in order to please my my like companies I'm I'm working with so sometimes I feel like you know I'm always like constantly like trying to push out content just because it's like sponsored and and I feel like I get bored now and like instead of like kind of creating content because I, I like to create content. I'm like, oh, like making sure I'm engaging with other people. So they're like engaging back with my content. And I don't know, I feel like sometimes it just makes me like, I like, I love what I do, but sometimes it's just like, I'm too focused on the numbers rather than kind of creating it itself. And I don't know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I guess curious to see how this all plays out with kind of, you know, what's happening politically with like the censorship and and seeing mm. how like social media platforms are handling things like this and um I don't know like like social media is it's just like so wild I guess I felt the same way with the podcast for a while where I was just co- constantly trying to meet what my advertisers or when I was reaching out to try to grow to get the bigger advertisers or different angles of growing the podcast. And I felt like you, you know, you have to, like when you reach out to them, you have to guarantee that you're going to put it on this many episodes. So not only I have to guarantee that I'm going to make that many episodes, but I have to guarantee that they're going to continue to get this many plays and that they're going to continue this growth path. Right. And podcasting is just like Instagram and it's just like any other social media where it's up and down, you know, I'll have a guest on that just seems to really resonate with everyone and they love it. And then sometimes I'll have a guest on and uh, you know, it, it, maybe it just doesn't connect, you know, so it's, it's up and down. And uh, yeah, it, it was like a, an angle that I really wasn't happy with. So I like took a pause from podcasting and then I came back. And when I came back, I like, for a while I was joking about how like my podcast is like dairy free, gluten free and sponsor free because like I, yeah, I, I just want to cut everything out. And, and now, now we don't have any sponsors and I feel relieved, you know, because all the, you know, it's like people just find the t-shirts and they buy t-shirts off the website and stuff. And that's how we get the support. But um, it, it's like a relieving of like not having that weird pressure that you're trying to live up to like someone else's because you got into this to make the content. You didn't get into it to, to please advertisers. Right. Right. No, I agree. And then sometimes it's like, 
you can like I feel like sometimes people I don't know how to say this but but some sponsors like you know expect a certain a, a certain uh, you know return on investment but it's, yeah. it's like and they want to do like kind of like a like like a one-time thing whereas like <laughs> statistically looking at like kind of marketing it takes like what seven seven times for yes. to see yeah to to make a yes. purchase and it's like like I, I feel like it's kind of unrealistic for it is. kind of like sponsor one post or one episode or whatever it is like a one-time thing and then expect some type of return where it's like you have to it takes time to cultivate and time to kind of you know form like a relationship for for consumers or your audience to kind of like trust you on that and I don't know and I and I feel like and also another thing it's like I feel like we're not like salesmen we're not like sales <laughs> people you know you can't like yeah. I can't show your product or your service to people but I can't make them buy it kind of yeah thing, you know and yeah. I think where there's like misinterpretation for that and it kind of I don't know and then I, I feel like I'm I'm not living up to to, to like but I you know I think it was in the book the creative circle that I read where it was like something crazy like 90% of like goals that they set don't get met like most campaigns don't hit their goals like 90% of them because they shoot for these crazy numbers and also I mean, full transparency, I've been on both sides of this. When I was like a marketing director, I've been the person hiring the influencers and, uh, and I've had people, you know, like I got, I got, you know, CEOs or board members or whatever. I got people behind me trying to make sure that, you know, I get this sale number and they think that they just read in the news that influencers are the new hot thing to, to go with. And uh, yeah, so they, they don't understand that, like, you know, it, it may not lead to a sale right now, but you can get them onto the website and then hopefully with some ads of retargeting, then maybe the retargeting will get them. So it's like a door in, but you're hundred percent right. It's like, I could, I could post tomorrow, like a cup of coffee and tag the company. And if they get a sale, great, but also everyone might go check it out. And for some reason, it could be as simple as they don't like how the website's set up and they don't like how the checkout is. And then it's like blamed on the influencer because of how their website's laid out. And you're like, dude, you have problems with your own sales funnel. You don't blame it on me. Right. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Yes. I don't have anything else to add. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's why it's another reason why it's like, even with my personal Instagram, I get hit up for like random, you know, can you please sell this cup for me type of things. And I'm like, I just don't, I want to be that guy that is like pushing out the things that don't make sense or don't convert or, you know, or whatever, um, you know, for you. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's a hard industry to be in is being on that side of it, but definitely like making your own connections and stuff. Do you do sponsorships with the blog or do you stick it with your Instagram only? Right. So I think with my blog, I do have some sponsorships where um, they want like an Instagram post and then blog and then some mm. where it's like only Instagram and then some where it's only blog. Interesting. But what I've seen is that there's more sponsorships on Instagram just because I think it's just easier to find influencers that way on Instagram. Rather, it's like it's kind of hard to find like bloggers without going through Instagram. So, yeah. but I do, I, I am trying to kind of grow more sponsorships on my blog and kind of less on Instagram. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I, cause I think, I, you know, I think my next route, if I ever want to pick up sponsorships that I truly align with like a hundred percent, I think I would go through like an email list marketing where it's like, they can be in my email list. And I, you know, because yeah, I, I, uh, I cut intros out of the podcast because of this. Cause I was like, there's no reason for intros anymore. You know, the name of the show, you saw the name of the guest when he clicked on the button. I don't need to sell you some product at the beginning. I don't need to talk about how, you know, uh, audible or whatever you sign up with this link. Hey, like, I don't need to do that. I can just, let's just get into the episode. And then I think like maybe in the email or somewhere else I could, I could push a, a product, but really it's like, uh, I don't know, buy a t-shirt on the website or something, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's a different angle completely. Um, what advice do you have for someone that's trying to get into blogging in 2021? And I, I, I would <laughs> just do it kind of a thing. Like I've had friends who, who are like, oh, I want to start a blog, but I'm, you know, I'm nervous. I won't be able to keep up with it. Or I'm nervous because people won't read it. And I think it's just like, try it. Like, like, what if you do keep up with it? Or what if you do, yeah. you know, like, you do like it? And I, I think like, I don't know. And I think when I first started blogging, I did it on a free website hosting first, like a free um, platform. And then I told myself like, oh, if I can get like, you know, a certain amount of viewers a month, then I would invest money into having my own platform. But I would say just 100%. Go, go straight ahead and like, go towards having your own platform because I don't know like for me when I was like migrating over it was such like a huge headache and and you know and I like messing like I don't know I, I was messing things up and half of the photos like were corrupted so I lost half of the photos and I I don't know I think it's it's just there's I would say just do it um yeah. I don't know just just do it I guess <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. And also like now I think back of like when I started doing any content creation of any sort, it just wasn't as easy as it is now. Like every year it just gets way easier to like do it on the cheap and do it maybe even for free, but like there, it's just, there's so many avenues. And, and when you say like getting your own, you know, like domain and service and stuff, that's like, it, you know, a domain might be $3 a year and the service for like, you know, I, you know, Shopify is like one of the more expensive ones if you want to sell stuff, but like, you know, there's cheaper ones if you want to just have blogs, you know? Right. No, I, I definitely 100% agree. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, what advice before we end this, what advice do you have for yourself five years ago, three years ago. So just something, and it doesn't even have to be like really make sense for everyone, but like something for you besides, I always tell people besides uh, have patience or any of, the, any of the, the, the easy go-to ones that we could all work on. But what's something like personal, I think that you could give to yourself. Five years ago, five years ago, so 2016, I would say the same advice that I would give to people who are looking to start a blog, just, just do it. And kind of another thing, like, I think, you know, five years ago, I was in kind of a rough area. Um, you know, I just moved up to Phoenix for ASU. And I was, I don't know, I, I like I went from a school that had 56 ish students in my graduating class to one of the biggest schools in, in the nation. And, uh, you know, I struggled a lot with kind of like, what I do, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, uh, 
you know, and when I started my blogging, my blog and my social media, um, I had like people, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say doubt me, but people were like, that's not like, you shouldn't be doing it kind of thing. Um, I don't know. They would like pressure me into going to like the med field or something like, like more like traditional. I was always like, I loved marketing and I loved, you know, kind of like that creative field. And uh, I don't know, I would probably just tell myself like one, like do my blog, like, you know, start my blog. Cause I, I was, I've been wanting to do that for years. And then second would just probably like focus on myself and not like on what other people would think. And I feel like that's kind of cheesy. No, no, I, I think that's great. And I think I, I, uh, uh, I think we're all happy that you went with the marketing creative because you have, you have a wonderful Instagram, you have a wonderful blog. Uh, I think you're, I think you're crushing it. I think you definitely went down the right path and uh, we're all thankful for that. And I, I agree, you know, where can people find you online? Right. So my blog is demibang.com, D-E-M-I-B-A-N-G. And then I'm also on Instagram. Instagram, demibang wasn't available. So it's <laughs> demibang and then I-N-G at the end. I will not say those two words because I think <laughs> it's kind of weird. But um, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm also on Facebook, demibang as well. Oh, nice. And then you, would you say that you spend the most of the time on Instagram or where, where can people find you mostly? On Instagram. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. Um, well, thank you so much for doing the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, uh, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman podcast and outro music. <laughs>